Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed, leaving a star rating and a review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. You are friends of mine. All right, as we do here on Rock Strikes 10, whenever we get to 10 people that have left us, and that's anybody that's contributed in any way to the world of music in a positive way. Whether you're a singer, you play an instrument, or you're a songwriter or a producer, anybody like that, we're going to pay tribute to you here on Rock Strikes 10. The, the Fallen shows, because of what they are, always gives way to the episodes that have easily the most variety on it. So let's start it off here uh, with a guy who definitely made his name in Europe really didn't make a dent at all in America as far as I can tell and it's before my time but you know I love the genre a guy named Alvin Stardust who was a product of the glam movement you know the pop glam movement in the 70s in Europe and uh, he had a handful of hits it looks like now here's the weird thing on Alvin Stardust of course that's a show business name uh just you know doing the Wikipedia research, it says his birth name is Bernard William Jewry. So yeah, let him be Alvin Stardust. But come to find out, this persona was created by another guy. And the guy that created the Alvin Stardust persona is the guy that actually sang on what is the character Alvin Stardust's biggest hit called My Kukachu. So this guy, Peter Shelley, not Pete Shelley of the Buzzcocks, but this other guy named Peter Shelley, who actually sang on the biggest hit, My Kukachu. So he gave the persona to this guy who took it over as Alvin Stardust. Yeah, do we need a scorecard yet to keep up here? Yeah, I know I do. Uh, but basically, as soon as that first song took off, this other guy became Alvin Stardust, and he was Alvin Stardust for the rest of his life as of October 23rd of 2014 when he passed away. So, you know, I had originally had lined up, and before I did my research here, and I'm glad I did, I originally had the uh, original version of My Kukachu to play here for you to pay tribute to uh, the guy that portrayed Alvin Stardust for, for the duration. But if I had done that, I wouldn't even be playing you his voice. <laughs> so I'm actually going to do something I don't normally do here on Rock Strikes 10. I'm going to play a re-recording of a big hit, which I usually hate. Uh, but because it's this guy's actual voice, the, the gentleman that passed away here, this is the guy, and this is his voice, and you're going to hear it right now. So kicking off the show here this week with The Fallen, this is My Kukachu by the second Alvin Stardust. There you go. <laughs>
right, there you go. That was Alvin Stardust kicking off the show here this week with my Kukachu. And from what I can tell, that particular version that you just heard, this re-recording, was recorded in 1981, a good eight years after the original became a big hit in 1973. And obviously, because of the, the genre at the time, you can definitely hear that T-Rex was the thing in the early 70s, for sure. So, And nothing wrong with that at all. So hope you enjoyed that out there. Moving on here to a, another gentleman from Europe, actually Scotland to be precise. Uh, and I didn't know that he was Scottish, so that's interesting. I mean, you just, you know, us over here in America, we just think that they're all British. But yeah, uh, man, this is a big one. Jack Bruce, he died October 25th of 2014. And man, that that's a big one right there. I mean, Jack Bruce... Uh, of the guys that I grew up on, you know, like your Gene Simmons, you know, people like that, those guys, they looked up to Jack Bruce, and, you know, I, I love Jack Bruce stuff, of course, especially the Cream stuff, I mean, we're all going to say that for sure, I mean, Cream is just definitely one of the most influential bands of all time, I mean, just made the power trio what it is today, Jack definitely did live a long life, you know, by comparison, I guess, by some of his contemporaries, uh, but he died of liver disease, and he was 71 years old. And uh, like I said, I mean, of course, the outpouring of, of tributes and acknowledgments came out as soon as he died, and rightfully so. Yeah, I, there's so many things I could play to represent Jack Bruce properly. I'm going to play you one of my personal favorites. Of course, we got to do something with him on vocals. So here you go from the classic, classic five-star record, Disraeli Gears. This is Jack Bruce. See if I can get this on the first take. This is Swalmer. Coming to me in the morning, leaving me at night. Coming to me in the morning, leaving me alone. You got that great. The rainbow has a beard Running to me a crying When it throws you out Running to me a crying On your own again You got that pure feel Such good responses But the has a mustache You come into me with that soulful look on your face Come in looking like you never ever done one wrong thing All right, there you go. That was Swalber <laughs> uh, by Cream off of the Disraeli Gears record, the original B-side to the Sunshine of Your Love single. And I had to look this up again. I keep forgetting what that means, you know, like the, the letters together. It's called a, what is it, a, Enchilism or whatever called enchilism, yeah. Uh, uh, but supposedly it's. Uh, I always thought the word was acronym, but anyway, 
Uh, it supposedly means one of two things. Either she walks like a bearded rainbow or she was like a bearded rainbow. And Jack Bruce says it's the uh, the, the latter there. So we're going to go with what Jack says. So that, that song means she was like a bearded rainbow. And uh, I just I just love the music on that. And it always makes me think of when they used to sing that on the Howard Stern show. Because uh, it always makes me laugh. The rainbow has a beard. Da, 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 da. All right. Doing the show for me this week, apparently. So I don't think anybody's left out there. Hello. Hello. Okay. All right. So we played uh, Alvin Stardust and Cream. All right. This next band and, and guy that we're going to talk about that left us. Uh, interesting cat. I, I actually saw this band back in uh, 99 or 2000, somewhere along there, uh, over at Deep Ellum Live in Dallas. They were headlining that night. And uh, it was a band called Static X. And I, I like the, you know, it's definitely something that was probably the, this kind of subgenre of metal that was pretty much started up, from what I can tell, you know, by especially the more industrial-flavored heavy bands, you know, like your Ministries, and of course White Zombie, that the, the Astro Creep record, definitely what they call death metal disco or something like that, or just metal disco, evil disco, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but Static X definitely ran with that particular subgenre of metal. And, you know, I thought they were a pretty cool band at the time. I mean, I didn't stay with them. I got the first two records, like most people. Uh, but, you know, it was interesting. Never terribly boring or anything. So uh, I think Static X definitely has its place, especially in that era. Yeah, another thing I found out, of course, you know, you know, I go, I go and check the bio pages and all that stuff. Come to find out that uh, when Wayne Static was living in Chicago, he had started this band in the mid to late 80s. And uh, for a while, I guess, he was in a band with Billy Corgan. So that's interesting right there. And then after that band broke up, he started up you know, the band that would eventually become Static X. You know, the first record, pretty cool. I actually think the second record from Static X was a lot better. I think they had a really good follow-up, which was the Machine record. They put out six albums total, actually, but... I always did like that machine record, and I, I listened to it again the day that Wayne died, and I, I still thought it was a pretty cool record. So I'm going to play something off of that to pay tribute to Wayne Static. So here you go. This is Static X with Permanence. <laughs>
All right, there you go. That was Static X with Permanence off of their sophomore album, Machine, an album that I do recommend by them, if you like that. And yeah, it was weird that when, when Wayne died, of course, a lot of people were just like, oh, it's drugs, you know. And I don't know if it was or not. Uh, basically, I mean, he was 49 years old, which is still seems pretty old to me, you know, for someone that was kind of in a relatively new modern band. But uh, anyway, that all aside... Uh, they said he died in his sleep, and his family said it was not drug-related. Uh, but uh, nothing's really come back as far as, like, just any other kind of information about why he died. I mean, you know, maybe it wasn't. I mean, if, you know, he had a history of the use, so maybe it's just one of those things where, you know, your number's up or, you know, your heart gives out. You know, it does definitely tack on the years, uh, you know, physically. So, uh, who knows? I'm speculating here, so maybe I should just move on. Moving back into the European 70s swing of things, a guy named Mike Burney died on November 13th of 2014, and he made his living as a rock and jazz saxophone player, uh, most notably for sure. Uh, you know, even though he did tons of session work with a lot of, you know, big names, you know, such as Cliff Richard and Beach Boys and people like that. But uh, definitely most well known as a performer in the band Wizard, Roy Wood and Wizard. So, yeah, that's him playing on, you know, their big signature Christmas song. I wish it could be Christmas every day. Of course, we're not going to play that right now because Christmas has passed. And, uh, but I found something. I actually reached out to my buddy BJ, who does the Rock and or Roll podcast. And uh, what's up, BJ? Uh, that's a great show. If you love music, historian stuff like I do, you must check out the Rock and or Roll podcast. That's the other thing that I, I'm still very crude on Roy Wood and Wizard. You know, the stuff I've heard I've liked. I just haven't gotten all the records yet. And I love Roy Wood. I've, I've got a lot of Move stuff, you know, the early ELO stuff. But don't have a lot of Wizard stuff. So I reached out to BJ. That's why I brought him up. And asked him what's the best representation of Mike Burney as a saxophone player for Roy Wood and Wizard. And he suggested this one. This is a great track. So thank you so much, BJ. This is a live version of of a song of theirs called Ballpark Incident. So check this out.
All right, there you go. That was Roy Wood and Wizard featuring the late, great Mike Burney there on saxophone. Really throwing it down on that particular version. That song, Ballpark Incident, was released as a single in 1972. That particular version you could find on a compilation called Look Through the Eyes of Roy Wood and Wizard. It's like a rarities compilation. And also the studio version of Ballpark Incident was on the 2006 reissue of Wizard's Brew. So have fun with that. I really, really, really need to dive in and just get all the Roy Wood and Wizard stuff because everything I've heard by the gentleman I love. So I will be working on that. Let's let's call that one of my musical New Year's resolutions. All right, the next gentleman we're going to talk about here on the show, once again, something completely different, but Jimmy Ruffin, man, this guy didn't get nearly enough pub when he died, and that's really sad, too. He died on November 17th of 2014. Uh, you know, a guy who, his brother was definitely more famous than he was here in America, David Ruffin of The Temptations, but Jimmy Ruffin, man, a talent in his own right, and not just compensating by saying that, but that guy, great singer, had a nice string of songs. I have yet to hear anything by Jimmy Ruffin that I didn't like. And so I'm going to share this great nugget here with you. This is this is a gem of a song right here. Really great song here by him. So I hope you enjoy it. This is the late, great Jimmy Ruffin with It's a Desperate Situation. There you go. Hope you enjoyed that one. That was Jimmy Ruffin with It's a Desperate Situation. That song is from 1974. Never released as a single, and I think it's actually from his album called I've Passed This Way Before. That's all the info I can find out about it. I locked into that song big time because I got this great, like, uh, it was almost, I think, like a free compilation, like one of those freebies uh, called Summer of Motown. You know, like one of those CDs you get from a magazine or something like that. Had a lot of great deep tracks from the Motown catalog, and that was one of them. So 
freaking love that comp, and that's a standout on there. So there you go. Rest in peace, Jimmy Ruffin. Proof that there's more out there than just the, you know, the, the big names. And, uh, you know, I don't really have any other information about his passing. He was 78 years old. He was living in Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, that's just probably just natural causes. You know, at that age, you get close to it. So, yeah, that's uh, that's just how it is sometimes. So let's move on here. I'm going to talk about a guy. And like I said, even if you are uh, just known for writing a tune, I'm going to put you on here whenever your time is up. Uh, this is a guy we're going to talk about named Dave Appel. That's, uh, not to be confused with great comedian Dave Attell, but Dave Appel... Uh, he died 92 years old on November 18th of 2014. Uh, you know, he was a musician, session guy, uh, producer, engineer. He was an arranger. Uh, you know, just definitely had his hand a lot of different stuff. He was uh, mostly associated with the Cameo Parkway record label and definitely a big deal in the, the 50s and early 60s. And uh, one of their biggest acts on that label was, of course, the great Chubby Checker. He definitely worked with Chubby on some of those records. Matter of fact, he co-wrote Let's Twist Again. So that's why we're talking about him here on the show. This is for Dave Appel, co-writer of this great hit here with Cal Man. And you're going to enjoy here the original version of Let's Twist Again by Chubby Checker. Here we go. chubby checker there with let's twist again and definitely definitely the one album to get if you're going to get anything by chubby checker of course it's just a collection of singles that's pretty much what he did uh, but get the one called the best of chubby checker cameo parkway original recordings 1959 through 1963 that's the one to get for sure that's what i'm here for little community service for the music fan and all of us all right, moving on here, we're going to talk about another guy, another guy who was known as a songwriter, this guy, Bob Montgomery, and he died of uh, Parkinson's disease December 4th, 2014. Uh, you know, of course, everybody pretty much in here was uh, was gone in 2014. Uh, but this guy, actually, he was 77 years old, but, like, man, when he was a teenager, this guy, he was from Texas, actually, not too far from where I am, Lampasas, Texas, and he was the best friend of Buddy Holly. So they actually performed as a duo together in their initial years as performers and songwriters. So when they were in high school, they had a duo called Buddy and Bob. 
and they used to do like bluegrass stuff and uh, rockabilly, you know, stuff like that. Stuff that, you know, of course, Buddy Holly would become known for. Uh, but, you know, as best friends are, you know, you're still writing songs with them, even though Buddy Holly went on to become the name. I mean, just the icon that he is. Uh, you know, Bob co-wrote some of his hits with him. So I'm going to play you one of them. There was three major hits that he wrote for Buddy. Heartbeat, Wishing, and Love's Made a Fool of You. So I'm going to play you my favorite of those three, and that would be Love's Made a Fool of You. So here you go. This is Buddy Holly. A song that was also covered later by the Everly Brothers and the Bobby Fuller Four. That was Love's Made a Fool of You by Buddy Holly and the Crickets. That was also written by Buddy Holly and the now also late Bob Montgomery. Hope you enjoyed that out there. Moving on here, some more big ones to finish out the show. I mean, this day just come all come at once here. Nice tie-in, too, with these. This was weird, man. Like, back-to-back days almost. Uh, these next two guys went, and they had very, very similar ties to each other. Not even one degree of separation. We're talking zero degrees of separation. And that's Bobby Keys and Ian McClagan. And I'm going to start off with Bobby. Bobby Keys was the longtime saxophone player for the Rolling Stones. For the majority of their catalog and career and touring career, Bobby Keys was the saxophone player for the Rolling Stones. Very important. Think about a lot of the songs you've heard with saxophone on there. And 9 out of 10 times, that's going to be Bobby. Of course, they used some other guys later on and some other big-name guys you know, that also played the saxophone. But Bobby was the constant. He, Like I said, did most of the tours, most of the records, and all that kind of stuff. And with no exception, on the Sticky Fingers record, come on. How could I not play this to represent Bobby Keys? as an important member of the Rolling Stones. So here you go from the classic Sticky Fingers record. Strap yourselves in for that seven plus minutes. This is Can't You Hear Me Knockin'.
right, there you go. That was the Rolling Stones with Can't You Hear Me Knockin' from the Sticky Fingers album featuring great saxophone work there by Bobby Keys. Here's something you won't hear on any other show. Uh, supposedly, supposedly, I have it on pretty decent authority. Not that this guy always told the truth, but uh, my uncle, I'll leave his name out, but one of my uncles... Uh, He used to live out in the Houston, Texas area, and he cut hair professionally for a long time. And uh, he told me that he was really, really good friends with Bobby Keys. And I remember he took me actually to see Rolling Stones at the IMAX, at the IMAX Theater in Houston, like, God, probably uh, 20 years ago, I guess, at this point, at least. Uh, But yeah, he would talk about how he knew Bobby and everything. They hung out all the time and stuff like that. I don't know to the degree of how really good friends they were. But the interesting thing I found out is that, uh, uh, unfortunately, and obviously this is his choice, but uh, Bobby died uh, as a result of cirrhosis on December 2nd, 2014. It's very interesting because uh, my uncle as well, who is currently with us, also has cirrhosis. So, yeah, maybe they hung out a lot more than I even think they did. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, moving on. And uh, you know I'm 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 pretty solid with most of my family, but um, that particular uncle in question has been kind of a piece of shit to us. <laughs> so I don't really mind saying those things. I don't know what kind of person that makes me, but let's move on here. Like I said, zero degrees of separation here with Bobby Keys and this other guy here, Ian McLegan. So Bobby dies on December second, and then Ian McLegan dies the next day on December third at age sixty nine. So crazy because they played on Rolling Stones records together. And, you know, of course, Ian, big on uh, the fact that he was in the small faces and the faces. And he also played in the really good solo records by Rod Stewart and people like that. So, yeah, uh, you know, that that's him playing the piano on Miss You by the Rolling Stones. I'm not going to play you that one. I actually found a really cool solo track by Ian. Uh, you know, I never really listened to his solo stuff, but it sounds pretty damn good. And this one here features uh, yet uh, also a member of the Faces and the Stones playing here with Ian. So a guy that he had a lot in common with, Mr. Ronnie Wood. You're going to hear him on this track on Ian McClegan's solo album here from the early 80s. This is a track called Little Girl. Check it out.
And as you can hear the hodgepodge of similarities between the faces, the small faces, Rod Stewart and the Rolling Stones, it's all in that one track there by the late Ian McClagan. That was Little Girl off of his second solo album called Bump in the Night from 1981. Uh, also, in addition to Ronnie Wood appearing on it, you also have Ricky Fatar playing drums on it. Ricky was uh, one of the uh, South African guys that was in the Beach Boys in the early and mid-70s and toured with him for a while after that. So that's really cool. And also on that record, you'll get an appearance by, dramatic pause, Bobby Keys. So look at that, man. A day apart from each other. That's just weird. And I got to tell you, as I finished looking over this whole list here that we have of people that have left us, the, the latest 10, if you will, uh, man, really hard on the Europeans this time around. On December 22nd, just a few days shy of Christmas, at the age of 70, we lost an iconic singer, just massive, man, Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker is gone at the age of 70 and uh, one of a kind for sure. I mean... The king of blue-eyed soul, in my opinion. I mean, this guy, you know, and I gotta say, you know, as a white guy, you know, when white guys try to do soul and R&B, it's usually damn pathetic. And maybe that's generalizing, but I mean, seriously, how many guys can you think of off the top of your head that really just nailed soul music as a Caucasian? You know, especially as a singer. I mean, you can play it. But singing is a whole other universe, in my opinion. And Joe just had it. And, you know, I've got a pass from everybody. And uh, really, what else can you say about it? I mean, I always I always enjoyed his stuff. Hell, I even enjoyed, you know, that, you know, the kind of stuff, like the, even the latter stuff. Like, I even like Up Where We Belong, man. Like, his, just his delivery. I mean, everything he put in to his vocal performances, no matter whether the production is aged well or not. Like, even like that, uh, you can leave your hat on, 86, very 80s sounding. He's awesome on that. I mean, he's a legend, and he is definitely very missed. Uh, but I'm going to play you this one here, and I think this might be an oddball to some of you. I think everybody's going to know the song for sure. You know, and Joe definitely sang a lot of cover material. You know, his most famous songs are probably those Beatles covers, like She Came In Through the Bathroom Window, and of course, with a little help from my friends, which is one of those songs where, you know, everybody's going to say that the cover kills the original, in a lot of people's opinion. And, you know, it's it's definitely debatable, but what a great cover version. I mean, the arrangement that his band put into that and his performance, just, just jaw-dropping. Once again, iconic, I will say. So... I always was interested, especially, you know, in the latter days, throw in a cover song for sure, because, you know, you're more likely to get attention that way. And uh, I love the version of this song. And maybe a lot of you haven't heard this. So this is why I wanted to play this particular song to memorialize Joe. And also, uh, you know, as another tribute to a guy that, you know, died a long time ago that I haven't been able to talk about on the show much. So uh, kind of a double tie in here for Michael Hutchins. And for the now late great Joe Cocker, this is Joe Cocker's version of In Excess's Never Tear Us Apart. Check this one out. Don't ask me what you know is true. Don't have to tell you I love your precious heart I I was standing You were there Two worlds collided And they could never
What you know is true Don't have to tell you I love your precious heart There you go. That's definitely the show closer for the week. I can't think of any better way to do it than with that. That was for Joe Cocker there. His version of Never Tear Us Apart from the 2002 record he put out called Respect Yourself, which of course contains a cover of Respect Yourself. So those two, definitely check out those performances as well. Go pick up some Joe Cocker if you don't have anything. A lot of great stuff out there for you to enjoy. And as for anybody else here that was represented on the show tonight. So hope you enjoy this particular episode. Let me know what you thought of it. Of course, you can go to the Facebook. Just look up Rock Strikes 10. That's where you'll find me. When you go to cnjradio.com, there'll be links to the Facebook, the Twitter, which is at Rock Strikes 10. Just spell it all out. One word. R-O-C-K-S-T-R-I-K-E-S-T-E-N. So let me know what you think. Comment on the Facebook under this particular episode posting. Let me know what you liked and what you didn't like. And if you have any show theme ideas, suggestions, I'm definitely open to suggestions. So, And always extra special thanks to Spacebeard. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband and like them, follow them, and uh, tell them Rock Strikes 10 sent you. And until then, we'll see you on the next one. Have fun. Take it away, Spacebeard. Oh,